The Man in Line with Andy Wint. Master my good afternoon. Welcome to Man in Line on Manx Radio. Your chance to have your say by calling 661368. Text 166177. WhatsApp on the same number. Email studio at manxradio.com. The new leader of the Isle of Man Green Party. Well, actually, she's been leader since the back end of last year. Lamara Crane, who's also a commissioner in Ramsey, is here today. If you want to talk to the leader of the Green Party, just see what uh, the Green Party's ambitions are. They do have elected representatives on local authorities around the Isle of Man. Lamar is one of them. Uh, but exactly what does the Green Party stand for? If you want to get in touch, by all means uh, do. We're on uh, uh, till one today. And faster, Mike, good afternoon, Lamara Crane. Good afternoon, Andy. How are you? Good. Terrific. Thank you. And uh, did you want to be leader of the Green Party? <laughs> well, when I was asked the question, um, lots of thoughts ran through my head. Um, mostly just kind of, you know, the standard self-doubt and concerns. And, you know, it's already you know quite quite testing to be a commissioner anyway so taking on a leadership role is is um is tough as well so Andrew Langan Newton made the made, made the job his own didn't he he, was he a, really his... did yeah yeah he was absolutely incredible i mean i can't sing his praise, praises enough he has you know spearheaded the Isle of Man Green Party he's put in so much time and effort he does kind of all of the legal and background work um the the documents the letters that he produces are always top notch and you know the green party wouldn't be what it is today without him so i'm fan- really pleased and it's fantastic that he has decided to stay on as secretary and still work with us and, and still be a key part of the Green Party. Uh, and okay, and as you say, um, I mean, you do have elected representatives uh, in Douglas, of course, it's um, Andrew Bentley and Falk Horning, mm-hmm. yourself in Ramsey, um, Andrew Jessup in Braddon. Mm-hmm. Seems to have been there forever, Andrew Jessup. Yes, yeah, he and, has. Guess, um, and um, it's, it's Leo Cousins, I think. So, um, yeah, Leo has, has just um, been elected as commissioner in Patrick, Patrick. Um, and we're yet to determine precisely whether he wants to be you know a a Green Party representative as such um, as it all came kind of quite quite Mm. fast really so I guess that's something that that will be dealt with. So what are your ambitions for the Isle of Man Green Party Lamara? Um, So I mean I really want to maintain precisely what we've been doing with um, Andrew's leadership we've uh, done fantastic things. We've produced a carbon budget, um, which shows basically how much um, carbon emissions the Isle of Man can produce without hitting the tipping point of 1.5% uh, 1.5 degrees C um, of heat increase around the globe. So that helps us. And he's done also lots of other documents um, corresponding with the DOI about um, Kroger and um, the uh, fracking, that they don't want to call it fracking, um, up at Mackled. So um, if we can maintain that, that'd be fantastic. And ideally, I would like to see 
new people join the committee um it'd be great to have some fresh blood to have some new ideas um to have people you know join on as well as volunteers that can help us pursue the goals that we want to okay well let's get kroger out of the way straight away oh no um i'm guessing um, (laughs) uh, the green party is implacably against the kroger project yes i mean it is unfortunate because you know we're not completely blind that a lot of the people on the island can see this as a potential kind of source of funds um, for the island but the problem is it's going in the wrong direction and all of the bodies out there have said that there shouldn't be any further drilling there shouldn't be any further um, you know gas and oil mines and everything else like that so it's crazy that we're deciding to pursue this now um, and and it is so hit and miss they're not even sure what's what's out there um, I mean they had to refund um, their um, subscription um contributions that they put out a couple a year or so ago um so really it's just heading in the wrong direction and what we want is investment in green energy renewables and self-sufficiency you know we want to to be in control of 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 you know all of the things that impact us the cost of living crisis is basically down to the increase of fuel prices so if we can have our own sources of energy then we don't need to rely so much on on this terrible global economy that's been affected by the war and everything else well we'll come to wind uh, wind farms uh, (laughs) shortly on and offshore but first of all to the lines and uh, let's go to uh, julian you're live with lamara crane julian uh, hi, Andy, and hello, Lamara. Hi, Julian. How are you? Oh, fine, thanks. Yeah, at least the sun's popped out. That's a good thing. It is a cracking uh, view from up here, I must say. Well, you're you're up north, aren't you? So you'll get more sunshine than down here. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm in Manx Radio um, Station over oh, yeah. in the bay at the moment, which is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, interested you mentioned about Kroger um, getting the gas out. Um, a recent article in The Telegraph... Um, titled Energy Bills Must Rise to Pay for Net Zero, says Siemens Energy boss Joe Kaiser. Uh, He goes on to say that higher energy bills are inevitable as turbine makers grapple with huge losses. He says the transformation to renewables will be painful and accuses governments of telling fairy tales to the public about cheaper energy from renewables. He also infers that ever larger wind turbines have led to huge warranty claims, causing Siemens Energy to post a loss of 4,000 million in 2023 alone. And he says if you want to have cheap energy, you need to be gas fired. That's the cheapest way, the most secure way. If you want net zero, either put your money where your mouth is or rethink your plans for net zero. So... If the chairman of Siemens Energy says that energy bills must go up painfully to achieve net zero, don't you think that this is going to result in a lot more people having their energy supplies cut off, as we've seen recently, businesses going under because of higher energy bills, and then you've got the hidden extra cost to us all, which will be more people ending up on benefits through no fault of their own? Um, that's a great question. Can I take these off now? <laughs> So, um, yeah, that's a great question, and I appreciate that. Um, But this guy's opinion um, is his own, and I would love to see the data on it. Um, I'm not entirely sure that it isn't just in bias um, and doesn't really back up you know other other investigations and studies that have taken place i mean we we've looking at 
obviously having renewables on the island and having wind turbines um, down south and you know there's there's calculations that have been made that you know the payback will be relatively quickly and that it'll cover a third of um, our energy usage um, for electricity and so I can only see positives there Um, obviously there might be um, there'll be costs incurred with the whole change and things like that but you've got to invest for the future and I don't see that this should be put onto the individuals who have to pay the bills so you know we just got to go ahead and and invest in this and and move forward right well you see you talk about wind turbines for example theory Spain you're talking about a third of our energy need however if you look at Orsted's own website with the consortium at RenewableUK.com, they say that the actual onshore wind turbines across the whole of the fleet in the UK is a quarter of what's being touted for Erie Stain. And that's just electricity. That's just to charge your laptop, put your oven on and your light. The other massive amount of heat energy is not being addressed by this. And also, as you know so well, if it's not windy... It doesn't seem to be a plan that seems realistic for the base load where you can flick a light on whenever you want. Um, And you've also got this recent news about um, worldwide investors have pulled 75 percent of their money out of renewable energy companies. Um, You've also got Orsted, Equinor and Vattenfall, the three big players in wind farms, have pulled out of the three major projects in the eastern seaboard of the US, the UK and Europe, citing problems with supply chain and manufacture of concrete and steel. And by the way, you need a lot of coal to make concrete and steel. So if the price of if we get rid of fossil fuels, you're not going to be able to make the turbines anyway. Um, but nobody's, I, 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 nobody's saying is, that you have to get rid of fossil fuels entirely. But the whole point is that we don't want to rely on them in the Isle of Man, and that we should be self-sustainable. We should be able to produce energy, electricity here, clean, that's for everybody, and that we don't have to be at the mercy of what happens around the globe, um, which we've we have been, and that's why so many people are in trouble now. So many people can't afford their bills, and they're being cut off and you know everything's not looking very happy with regards to the cost of living and that's why there's there's so many increases with inflation and and um and you know the cost of food so if we can make sure that we're not a party to that i can only see positives and it will take investment it will cost money but it's already happening so we should we should really embrace it and see the positives final word julian yeah, I've, I've just questioned that. I mean, if you've got the chairman of Siemens Energy saying this, that it is going to be painful to go to net zero, um, you know, I would have thought, you know, he he controls the largest wind um, turbine manufacturer in Hull in the UK, employing thousands of British people. If we're not going to take his word for it, who are we going to take the word for it? Okay, all right, all right. Thanks, Julian. That's, I mean, obviously, the the boss of Siemens is going to be advocating on behalf of Siemens. Uh, But just let's come to the Isle of Man, Lamara Crane. Uh, We've got a a, a potential Orsted offshore wind farm, and then the one that's going to be run by Manx Utilities, which is possibly Eristain in the south, which is going to be onshore. Where does the Green Party, the Manx Green Party, sit? Any preference? Friends for either? 
I wouldn't say there's preference. I think there's benefits in both. And um, I think that we need investment, you know, both offshore and onshore. Ideally, it would be nice if it would be in the hands of um, the Isle of Man government. And, you know, I do think that that energy um, should be publicly owned. So um, that would be, you know, my favourite. But I'm not... um, I'm not born yesterday, so I know that it doesn't always work that way and that we will have to potentially um, work with uh, energy companies that, that will maintain the the wind turbines okay. offshore. Now, we've talked about many times about the baseload, maintaining the baseload at the power station, i.e. Uh, making sure that you know, people can turn the microwaves on when the wind doesn't blow. So where do you think the baseload should come from? Should we retain Polrose Power Station and burn gas, or what should happen? So, I mean, I'm pretty sure <clears throat> that there's been lots of reports on this and that they are going to have to overlap somewhat um, as we as we roll out the the renewable investment. Basically, we would need some kind of storage, so battery systems would be perfect, and you know, ideally, um, it would it would allow to work in between when it's nice and sunny, um, so we can use lots of solar. Um, and then um, when the wind isn't blowing, you've got that um, battery storage uh, source of power. Um, and obviously, as, as technology improves, then we'll be able to phase out um, any kind of uh, you know system that uses fossil fuels. At the moment, though, the government doesn't seem to have any plan to roll out solar panels on government buildings. <laughs> yes, <coughs> that's... Um, it's been a bone of contention, really, at Ramsey Town Commissioners, because we've wanted to install um, solar panels on our roof, and we wanted um, the support from government um, in order to do so. And, and there are there is uh, funding available, but unfortunately, it's not available to um, local government, um, which is crazy because you'd think that would be the first place to start um, and and to set an example, basically, to show that it works. And um, we've also been looking at battery storage there, but we want to get the solar in place first and and figure out exactly how well that's going to do and and then decide what what we want to do with the battery Uh, do you think um, local authorities should have access to the government's green energy fund i mean uh, so no access at the moment yeah no there's no access at the moment they've basically said that they would um help us with funding to do investigations but we've already investigated you know we've looked at what solar panels we want and we we know how much it's going to cost to install them so you know we don't need funding to do do that kind of research what we need is the funding to actually buy the solar panels and to stick them up there on the roof okay uh, mark uh, hi mark you're live with the mara crane from the green party yeah hi namara welcome to the hot debate on uh, energy um, <laughs> i'm sure you do very well um, oh, don't know about that <laughs> firstly I, i'm sort of i am pro renewables i'm pro anaerobic digestion i'm pro wind i'm pro solar but i'm also pro gas and what, what's disappointing from the Green Party position in the Isle of Man is that it's an absolute position. And I, I was hoping that the Green Party may align themselves with other Green Parties in other European countries, for example, in Finland, where Greenland has stated that gas is categorically part of the transition programme. And, and they refer to documents such as DNV Consultancy, who are a world-renowned expert on energy generally, who also said that gas is going to be part of the energy, energy change in 2050. So rather than just hope that we can rely on um, renewables, 
to gas this important transition. And, and if I was a Green Party, I would actually align themselves with other Green Parties uh, in other jurisdictions and say, well, gas is part of the transition. You could take the money from the gas from the Kroger field and fund renewables. That's practical and that's common sense. And you did say before about opinion. Well, if the Green Parties around the world can't get one opinion whether gas is actually part of the transition and whether you continue extracting it or not, then what, what, you know, what is, you know, how can we actually uh, validate your opinion? And also countries in the UK has also issued another, I think, over 20 new licenses this year to extract gas. Countries in Germany and Finland and other European countries are gearing themselves up to import more gas, especially from America, especially due, due to the current geopolitical situation in the, in, in the Middle East. And I think it's, to be honest, it's naive of the Green Party to say no to gas. And it's disappointing. I think you've got a real opportunity to say gas is part of the transition. We can take the revenues and plough it into the Isle of Man economy to make the Isle of Man not dissimilar to Norway. And that's exactly what they've done. I was just I'd like to get your opinion on that, please. Yeah, so, I mean, if we were so against gas and oil then we'd be boycotting and we'd be you know stood outside Paul Rose and you know uh, asking all of our members to bombard them and all of that kind of stuff we're not we understand that that's where our our energy source comes from and you know I for one would like to live in a flat that's nice and warm and you know be able to have a hot shower and boil the kettle so you know we're not we're we're not we're not expecting it to change overnight um but what we don't want is to invest down the wrong road and that's what we're doing um and and, and it's a new um venture that that the Isle of Man government is employing with this um private business and you know we're not entirely sure how much revenue is going to be generated from it anyway so i think that's part of it in that the the potential benefit from kroger gas goes up and down and uh, but i mean if if the government and again there are two parts of this is the government facilitating it and there's kroger the private company if they said look we've got i don't know four billion pounds coming and we're going to that's going to be plowed straight into green projects on the Isle of Man. Just off the top of your head, just to say, um, we're going to electrify, we're going to put brand new trams on the tramways, and we're going to give everybody free public transport and get everybody off the roads by giving free public transport by putting a modern tramway system on our heritage railway lines, which we could at the moment. And that would take thousands of car journeys off the road. And if that were to be funded by Kroger, as, a, as an interim solution for, say, 10 years. Wouldn't that be a good idea? It might be a good idea, but is that going to happen? Probably not. So that's that's the reality of it, is that there's a green fund out there at the minute. Yeah. Local government can't even get any money from that. Um, if that promise was to come by from the government, that they would set aside all of the funds generated from um, the Kroger um, you know, revenue then and put that towards in renewables, then the Green Party would have a de- make a decision. We'd contact our members. We'd yeah. have a, make a decision as a committee and then see what our stance is. But that it's not been promised. So, I mean, it's... it's, it's uh, sorry, Andy, can I comment here? By all well? means, yes. Yeah, it's not just about plowing money. It's actually the, the estimated re- revenue at the moment is £12 billion. Obviously, the government will get 5 to £6 billion. 
Um, and yes, you, so you're basically saying, because it's an if, and it is an if, they might drill, and if they drill and the pressure's not there, it, we walk away. But if it happens, and the revenue the revenue actually comes into the other man, it won't just be the green energy, it'd be hospitals, it'd be schools, it'd be infrastructure. And the Green Party has a real opportunity to talk to Kroger and say, or talk to the government and say, okay, we'll, if, 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 if the gas happens, and it is an if, as you say, then the, the, some of that fund will be directed towards making the Isle of Man a greener place. And just to categorically uh, um, state that you mentioned fracking before, Kroger have categorically stated, and also the geoscientists are categorically saying, it's not fracking. So please, please, I'm being a bit harsh on your first call, but it's not fracking, because what you, what you say actually matters. That's all okay. I've got to say. Thanks, all right. Andy. Appreciate that. Thanks for calling today, Mark. And here's Howard on Man in Line. You're live with Lamar Crane, leader of the Green party, Howard. Uh, good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Lamara. Hi, Howard. Uh, we have met before um, up amongst the trees out at St Mark's. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was a while ago well, now. Beautiful day, that, though. Yes, but it worked. It did. Um, <laughs> what The question I want to ask is uh, what are the views with the Green Party as regards starting from the beginning when the UK were putting up wind turbines? subsidised by the UK government, which has gradually been whittled away now, but when you read between the lines, the charges that were being made for electricity uh, through the normal means, gas, coal or nuclear, were at a particular rate, but the companies who were putting up the wind turbines wanted a much higher guaranteed rate for the electricity. And um, this then uh, gave them a healthy profit on it. Is there any concern that the Isle of Man government, the MUA, in their rush to put turbines up here on the island, are going to looking for subsidies from the Isle of Man government? And are they going to establish a rate which is much higher, and we already have the dearest electricity in Britain, it's just gone up to 31 pence a kilowatt, uh, are they going to guarantee a return figure for the MUA? Have you heard anything on those lines? No, I haven't heard anything on those lines, and I guess that's something that, you know, the people of the Isle of Man should be asking the MUA, um, you know, especially ones, I guess, that are <laughs> against the turbines being erected down south. So, um, but... It, it it seems like it makes sense because they would want to make sure that the investment that they're making um, pays back to them. But, I mean, there's nothing that I've heard of that, that would indicate that that's going to be the case here. Um, and I don't necessarily think that they're rushing um, the installation of these turbines. It's been talked about for quite some time. Um, you know, they, uh, Professor Curran um, released his report in 2019 I think um, so you know time's ticking on and and I know that 2026 is kind of a deadline um, with regards to our carbon budget we're going to be um, past the amount of carbon emissions um, that the Isle of Man can afford to make um, to make sure we don't hit the 1.5 degrees C of warming Yes but the point is the Isle of Man being an island only has one connector cable and we have a perfectly adequate power station of I think it's three there's one Swalwyn Ramsey one in Peel and the the main one in Douglas and these 
turbines are not going to supply anywhere near the power that we need because we're pulling in two different directions here. Um, they're pushing and pushing to push the electric vehicles on the road and more and more electrical equipment is going into houses. There's not going to be anywhere near the power uh, generated and plus the fact that the cost of it is going to be prohibitive because of um, the charges that are wanting or will want it to be paid back to recover, as you just said, their, their, their losses in a sense, their, their business, it's a business concern. But if you're charging high rates for this green um, uh, net zero, if you're charging high rates of that, then there's an awful lot of people going to move off the island with their businesses. Okay. All right. Thanks, Howard. Thanks, Andy. Good Thanks to hear from you. Just so uh, categorically on the record, uh, Lamara Crane, where does the Alamang Green Party stand with the wind turbines at Erie Stain in the south? For or against? Uh it would be four because it aligns with our principles and um, we do want to see renewables being installed on the island and, and that's where we want to have our self-sufficiency from. Okay, uh, Lamar is with us through till one. By the way, you may like to just put a note in your diary for next Tuesday the 6th. We'll be talking about the wind farms and the process behind it. Lizzie Riley. Uh, from Manx Utilities will be on Man in Line, along with two members from Wardell Armstrong, the consultants that are looking at this new wind farm. Paul Evans and Ian Ramsbottom will be here from Wardell Armstrong, along with Lizzie Riley from Manx Utilities next Tuesday. Hello, this is Manx Olympic snowboard athlete Zoe Gillings Briar. I want to wish Manx Radio a very happy 60th birthday. At HSBC, we're here. And here, so you can go here, or just chill in your own space here. We're here for all your banking needs. Pop into your local branch or book an appointment online. HSBC, opening up a world of opportunity. HSBC Bank PLC Isle of Man branch is regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority. Visit the HSBC website for terms and eligibility requirements. At Isle of Man Energy, we're excited to offer our customers the Alpha E-Tech Efficient Hybrid Gas Boiler and Heat Pump combination. This state-of-the-art hybrid boiler causes minimal disruption to your existing heating system, making it simple to upgrade. Priced from just £65 a month and with six-year warranty as standard, which can be extended to 10 years, what are you waiting for? Register for a free consultation at islandmanenergy.im. Do you know a scrap man? Because I've got scrap to clear. Cars and coal for brass and lead and I need cash for beer. What? You don't know a scrap man? Castains of Foxel is the one for you. Castains will take all scrap metal and is also licensed for dry cell and lead acid batteries. So don't delay. Ring 801 337 now. So now we know a scrap man and all our scrap's been cleared. Ring 801 337. Then have cash for beer. Call Costains today and get yourself a beer. Having secured their first win of 2024 last weekend, can FC Isle of Man get the job done again when they return to NWCFL Premier Division action this weekend? The Ravens are back at the ball once again this Saturday, with Skelmersdale United the latest to head to Manx Shores with a point to prove. Join me, Rob Pritchard and Tony Meppen for FC Isle of Man versus Skelmersdale United, kicking off at 6pm on Saturday. Manx Radio will be providing full live match commentary on our DAB and AM 1368 channels. Live coverage of FC Isle of Man on Manx Radio is supported by Selton investing in our community. The Man in Line with Andy Wint. And Lamara Crane is in from the Green Party today. Eddie, you're live with Lamara Crane. Cheers, thank you. 
Um, I've just spent uh, possibly 18 months uh, doing studies and so forth and trying to find out as much as I can about uh, wind turbines. And for the last what, three or four weeks, I've been actually putting all them facts onto the radio. Uh, the, f the facts are that you're the Green Party, you call yourself, but there is nothing whatsoever green about wind turbines. I think I've explained that you need two football fields a day cut down to just to get the balsa wood. They c they're not recyclable. You're going to knacker up all the uh, heathland to dig out and put concrete bases in. You name it, you name it, on and on. So the first question, if you can give us an answer, to that, I've got two or three questions. But how can you so call yourself green and then say you're going to go? You, you are for wind turbines. So, um, well, I think I think maybe you need to spend some more time doing your research because um, wind turbines are recyclable um, and the fact is that they produce an energy source that doesn't produce emissions there might be some emissions in the manufacturing of them um, and in the installation but thereafter it stops so you would have the same if you built um, you know a power plant or you built um, something in the sea to drill gas, you would have carbon emissions created from all of that manufacturing process and the installation process. <coughs> and um, then you would have more emissions thereafter So and continually. So the fact is that once the t turbines are installed, then we get energy that doesn't produce any emissions whatsoever and is you know reliable in the sense that it's not at the mercy of economic situations around the world um it's only dependent on the wind which we have a lot of by the way it's always windy um and if it isn't windy which is very rare then we've we've got the potential to use solar so um i, I don't think you're right um and i and i think that um you know that that it's just it's just not not factually correct. Sorry. Okay, all right. Next question, Eddie. The next question is, if, for instance, you go ahead with this lunacy, uh, you sounded very nervous about your answers there, but if, the, if you were to go ahead with this, the taxpayers of the Isle of Man would be paying out, if we get, you, you know, like you say, we need uh, um, self-sufficiency about them, what would happen if, like I have suggested, everybody in this in this particular area is going to fight this, and you'll you'll end up taking them down again, right? With, well, with that possibility in mind, why would you want to spend seven hundred million pound of taxpayers' money for something that's not very reliable anyway? I disagree with what you said. Uh, so why would you do that? Okay, that's well that's question. that's more a question for Manx Utilities and the government. I mean, it just so happens that the Green Party happens to concur with that so um, yeah, but everybody's got the same consideration we all have to think yes that that is a possibility yeah. the, the third the third question is this you, you you're going along with this green party policy of uh, net zero by 2050 is it is it, uh, something it'd be yeah, preferable if it was 2035 2035 right preferably Everywhere else in the world is opening up mines, oil wells, you name it, everywhere. And I don't know how many people have told you this. We breathe the same air 
and we get the same water in the sea as they do, if they pollute in the other side of the world, it eventually comes right round to us. So no matter what we do, we will never, ever get to 20 this net zero it's just impossible when the rest of the world is not even adhering to some of what you're suggesting but we should go to alternatives because wind wind turbines are not green they are an alternative source of energy not a very reliable one like solar but there are dozens of others out there so why on earth can the green party not go to some of these other possibilities okay well actually thanks eddie that ties in with a, a note i've also had in uh, nobody's mentioned um thorium nuclear power as a green energy source and these new mini nuclear power stations basically the ones that power nuclear submarines bring those on land and having mini nuclear power stations yeah so there's a climate emergency it's an emergency around the whole world it's a health emergency it's going to impact us all um and we are seeing the result of climate change right now with all of the storms that we've been having the coastal erosion the boats being cancelled the extra rain the droughts in summer um, the wildfires you know there are lots of issues and the Isle of Man is going to be uh, is going to really struggle um, if we continue down this path the good news is that there's the intergovernmental panel um, for climate change which are lots of countries around the world who are deciding to make change and they are aiming for um, to reduce carbon emissions and to prevent the total collapse of the climate and the Isle of Man Green Party supports that. We just look to those experts and we look at their findings and we want that to be interpreted here. And all of the other governments around the world are doing the same. Um, we are the one of the third highest um, emitter of carbon emissions per capita um, as a country, which is crazy because it's only the UK and Russia that's above us. Um, we actually emit more carbon per person than um, than China. So we need to make it, we're only a small part of the world, yes we are, but we're still part of it, so we all need to be working on this issue and we all need to be resolving it. So so having that kind of negative attitude of, oh, you know what, um, we breathe the same air as everybody else and, and if they're not doing anything, then we shouldn't. Well, they are um, and we should be doing it too. Okay, all right, thanks Eddie. Uh, we've got to move on, lots of more people want to get on, but Michelle, um, dropped a note in and just the same, much the same thing that um, you know we talk about India and China far more pollutants and uh, where the where do the figures come from by the way if we are the third highest in the world per per head where do those figures come from um, I can send you the sources if you like I think it's world data and there's another one as well um, but it's available online um, it's available on our website as well yeah. um, where we've got our sources so um, and yes there are many people many countries polluting and they are trying to tackle their problems too they're set up just as we were mm. on an outdated system based on fossil fuels that's polluting the world i mean you just got to walk around douglas and breathe in the car fumes and know that that is not good for you um so we we need to change it and we need to stop kind of like thinking that this is just an agenda um when really we're just trying to make the world a better place and move forward you know those children um who were interviewed years ago and said what will it be like you know in in 
2020 and all those other you know dates ahead in the future and they thought it was going to be futuristic when really we're just stuck it and stuck in the past so we do need to move forward and we need to make things better nuclear power um yeah nuclear power so there there are lots of benefits for nuclear power um unfortunately there's lots of negatives um negatives are quite well known i believe so i'm not gonna um, teach granny how to suck eggs on that one um i think that that for the isle of man it, it wouldn't be worth investing in um for the population population um i believe that there's um smaller reactors that they're looking at as well but as far as i'm aware it wouldn't suit the isle of well, man are, i don't have any figures on they, it well they precisely. are billions they're billions of pounds <laughs> yeah they're and super it be, expensive it, it would be far more electricity than we could use but we could export it as well uh, and also the, just the question of other countries hitherto which were had a green agenda and suddenly like ireland is going for offshore gas. They're going to their offshore gas reserves. And because of the moment, Norway, everybody seems to be drilling. If President Trump becomes president again, his mantra is drill, baby, drill. That's what they want to do. (laughs) So in the face of everyone else reopening fossil fuel outlets, we being a tiny speck in, in the great spectrum of things, what does it benefit us? Well, I guess I look at it like the government's going to do what the government's going to do. And we can only oppose things that we think aren't a great idea for the Isle of Man. And that's what we think. We don't think it's a great idea. We understand that there might be revenue generated, but we shouldn't be investing in that. We should be generating revenue from something that isn't going to damage the environment, isn't going to damage our health, isn't going to damage the climate and and, and stop pretending to ourselves that this is the this is the future um norway did it years ago and they've moved away from it they 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 did um you know take the money and the investment but that was way before we were reaching this critical point i mean the world is 1.4 degrees c warmer than it used to be we're right on that tipping point and it's just ludicrous to continue staring in the face of of (laughs) of destruction and saying yes this is a great way to go it isn't all right lamara crane is here She's the new Isle of Man Green Party leader. Text, email, call and WhatsApp and get in touch. Hi, it's Connor Cummins here. Just want to wish Manx Radio a very happy 60th birthday. Ride in to H&H Motorcycles. Hello, I'm Nathan Harrison. For motorcycle sales, service, repairs, tyres, suspension, including upgrades, or full long-term restorations, choose the team that builds race-winning bikes. H&H Motorcycles on South Key Industrial Estate, Douglas. Job done at H&H Motorcycles. H&H Motorcycles. Your bike couldn't be in better hands. Crossroads Isle of Man. The Crossroads Manx Workshop helps islanders with disabilities and health conditions. Providing paid employment, making a range of high quality products. From benches and shelves to cabinets and tables. Our team also work on custom projects such as engraving and company seals. Pop into our workshop in Douglas. Crossroads Isle of Man. Visit crossroadsiom.org. When you need a fitting memorial or headstone for a loved one, contact Manx Memorials in Peel. This long-standing family-run Manx company offer a wide range of granite and marble headstones and memorials, along with an island-wide inscription and renovation service. Manx Memorials skilled professionals will take the time to help you choose a suitable memorial, and we're proud to say we'll beat other local quotes. 
Call 843861 or email matthew at manxmemorials.co.uk. With Van in Fuels, home heating oil is made easy. With our free smart monitoring system, you'll never run out or have to think about ordering. Our online accounts and easy payment plans make it really simple to manage. Ellen Van in Fuels can even help with new tanks, boilers and servicing. Combine all that with reliable, efficient deliveries and we've got it covered. Just call us on 84-4000. Ellen Van in Fuels. Making life easier. Get the full story. Tune in to Manx Radio's newscast for in-depth interviews behind the headlines. Find the newscast now at manxradio.com or your usual podcast provider. The Man in Line with Andy Wint. And Lamara Crane. And hi, David. You're live with Lamara Crane. Hi, Lamara. The first thing I was going to say to you is, how do you join the Green Party? Because I'm thinking of doing it, if you'll have me. That, that's the one big thing, or it could be a minus thing. But I just want your little views. Well, you're quite correct. It's to do with lobbying this government we've got, is how can't local authorities get funding? But the minister, Julie Edge, said the other day regarding the school down south, she could get funding from the, the Green Fund or the fund that's thing, two standards, uh, it's amazing you can have two standards. Government can do this, but nobody else can do anything else. And the other thing I just want to ask, too, is uh, please lobby all the time, because there are organizations out there, not-for-profit, charities and whatever, who can't tap into the green funding because it's not permissible. Why can't somebody just change the, the mechanism to have funding done? And we can do something on the island. PV panels. I've got... Uh, uh, photovoltaic tubes on my garage. There's a bank of 20 producing hot water today. I'd love to have PV panels. And uh, Andy, the final thing, it's annoying. The guy keeps ringing me from England uh, to say to me, I can put PV panels into you for free or next to nothing. But when I say I'm in the Isle of Man, the answer's no. Yeah, um, thanks very much for your question. Uh, if you would like to join, we'd we'd love to have um, people that that are like minded and support our principles. So you can just visit our website greenparty.im and um, hit the take action page and you'll be able to join how um, much does it cost it's a tenner um, for just the entire year and a concessionary concessionary amount of £5 if you're like a student or pensioner or whatever else if you want to email us we can we can sort something out okay. um, and yeah we'd love to have more members we'd love to have uh, more people on the committee as well and uh, more volunteers so we're, lo- we're looking for people to join we're looking for people to bring their passion and their ideas and 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 their time and effort really because you know we've just got a couple of people in the in the party we and you know we're we're a small group we're trying to run it as best as we can and and i think that you know the the more that we have on board the better okay all right thanks david Lovely. See you, bye. Good Thank to hear you. from you. If you want, uh, the I'll just check the website. Um, there's a web, uh, an email address: committee at greenparty.im or membership at greenparty.im. Uh, and as Lamara said, it's greenparty.im. If you want to get involved uh, with the Green Party, uh, and just let, just get this straight, then local authorities, all the local authorities around the Isle of Man, have no access to the Green Fund. No, it's really it's it's a real shame because. The there was a couple of million set aside um, a year or two ago 
um, in the Green Fund for people to tap into if they wanted to invest in renewables or insulate a building and things like that. And I think that's really important that, you know, we do have that provision for housing. And I think that's the the, the main thing that really the, the government should be looking at because um, it's great having renewables, but really the, the cheapest bill is the one that you don't have to pay because your house is so well insulated that you don't have to heat it. Um, so, so upgrading all of these, um, all of the housing stock that we've got and retrofitting, especially especially um you know uh, government housing it's it's the first way it's the first thing that we should be doing as well as um looking for renewables for local government buildings um and it's just a pity that that you know basically they've they've set out this legislation they've ticked these boxes and then they've looked at our application for ramsey town commissioners to have um solar panels and said no it doesn't fit we can help you do investigations so you know it really does need to be looked at and and hopefully the fund will be continued and and will you know because as far as I'm I'm aware I looked at it not so long ago and not that much of the money had been spent um, so it, how are people tapping into it and how are people actually being make, making use of it when the funds are still sitting there and and it's not really happening not really happening so that needs to be improved definitely okay Hal hi Hal you're live with Lamara Crane how you doing Lamara hi are you all right yeah I'm pretty good good um could you just explain to me what CO2 is? Carbon dioxide. And one atom of carbon and two two atoms of oxygen. That's correct. Okay, yeah. very good. Anything else? Yeah. Do you agree that CO2 is a plant food? Uh, did you say climate food? No, I said a plant food. Plant food. <laughs> yes, uh, plants do use carbon dioxide. Yet, but anyway, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit here and debate with you about the the reality of climate change and scientists, blah blah blah. Because, you know, I'm I'm sorry. I don't know what your qualifications are, but 99% of scientists understand the climate. They understand climate change is real. So, either get so, on board so or words, go back to the dark in ages. Words, in other words, the very thing that you should be discussing, you don't want to discuss because. Uh, you won't. Okay, so do you have a question, Hal? Yeah, the question is that CO2 is a plant food. It's used by plants to grow. We eat plants. Farmers produce crops for it. Animals need the plant food to be there. Otherwise, they wouldn't have anything to eat. We, we survive simply because of CO2. And, and and you make an out like that it's a, it's a, some sort of poison in the air, um, which is which is dangerous, which we must get rid of. I, I don't understand that argument. Okay. Okay. So I'm really sorry you don't understand it. Um, but what you've just basically illustrated is kind of a, a primary school level of how carbon works um, and how plants work. Um, but. Luckily, there are people that are far more qualified than that and understand it. And carbon dioxide basically creates an atmosphere where the globe is warming. And it's far more technical what you, than what you've just described. Um, it, it's a pity that, you know, that... <laughs> maybe you haven't seen the information that's out there but it is available and i'd encourage you to to have a look into it further okay all right thanks for that thanks uh, hal good to hear from you alan you're live with lamara crane oh hello there oh Hiya. qualifications qualifications um my i have a degree in geography 
My wife is a degree in geography and is a fellow with the Royal Geographical Society. So would you say that we, I'm fairly well qualified to speak on the subject? Um, I mean, I don't know what your expertise is in climate change, but I guess you're well, yeah. you're quite well, well educated. Oh Yeah, yeah, I am, yeah. What I'm concerned about is the fact that when you talk about us being the third biggest polluter in the world, for example, the reason they come to those conclusions, amongst one of the reasons is the number of cars we have and vehicles we have per capita on this island. That's one of the major reasons we are a big polluter, in theory. But we're not really, because I know someone who has 10 motorcycles and three cars, but he only rides one at, one at a time. He has them, but he doesn't ride them. Yeah? Okay, that's go on. One of the main re- right. That's one of the main reasons. The other thing is, where I live in, in Ramsey, in Mackles, 10,000 years ago, there was a half-kilometre thick sheet of ice over my property. So cha- climate change is nothing new at all. In the 1970s, when I was a student, I had Professor this and Doctor that lecturing me, saying, by the year 2000, there will be no oil. It's nonsense. They were talking about a hole in the ozone layer. Nonsense. It's gone. Finished. You're you're dealing with companies who were peddling offshore wind, as, for example, Orsted are, as a means to uh, generate green electricity. But what they're not telling you is that Orsted lost... 58% 58% of its share value last year because it couldn't make any money out of wind. And our government's in bed with these guys and they're going to spend hundreds of millions of pounds of our money and bankrupt the island. Anything we do to alleviate climate change, it's the equivalent of, imagine a football. And that's the planet Earth. The Isle of Man is a grain of sand stuck to that football. You can't do anything about it, even if you... Even if what you were doing actually was changing things, it's going to be such a small effect. It's just not worth doing okay. and will bankrupt the economy. OK. All right, Alan, we appreciate that point. It was, I was going to come to that because several people have, have, have sent messages in, um, Lamara, in terms of catastrophizing things and just the worst possible scenario and saying things like, you know, the wildfires, this and the floods and the storms and what have you. Uh, and trying to frighten people into into um, following your philosophy. Do you do you get that? Yeah, it is frightening, um, but it's a reality. Uh, you know, the amount of storms that we've had this year in comparison to, to previous, there's been, uh, you know, they've released data about how the, the island is warming. I mean, these are just facts. And as time carries on, people will see because, you know, it is changing. So one thing you mentioned about the weather out um, out at your house above Ramsey um, you know it is whether that's not climate so you've got to take things as a whole but th- the fact that extreme weather ve- weather events will happen is part of climate change so um, and also you mentioned about cars so cars is only the fourth emitter the first emitter is gas and oil heating and the second is electricity generation and they're way way higher so okay alright we appreciate that uh, thanks for being with us today out of time will you come back later on this year uh, Tell us more. Tell us more about the Green Party. If you <laughs> sure. want to get it, uh, when's the AGM, by the way? Uh, so we'll be having an AGM in autumn, um, and that's when the committee members will be elected. So if anybody would like to come forward 
often join us, then please get in touch. OK, Andrew Jessup at Braddon, Andrew Bentley and Falk Horning in Douglas, Lamara Crane in Ramsey. If you want more information, you can get in touch by going to greenparty.im. Agree or not agree? It's a conversation that we have to have. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks to Chris Quirk on the phones. Back tomorrow with an open line on Man in Life. W-I-N-T